0: Well, hello, 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 and happy Tuesday. Welcome back, or welcome to Like a Local Podcast, the podcast that allows you to trip without falling into those tourist traps.
1: We're your hosts, Stephanie Gerrard and Katie Hilton, and each week we're bringing you to a new destination and interviewing a local to tell you where to stay, eat, drink, and play when you're in town. Not only are we saving you from looking like a tourist, but we're saving you for your valuable time. Just pop on this podcast two weeks before your trip and find out everywhere you need to stay,
0: dine, drink, and play before coming into town. Without further ado, let's dive into this week's
1: episode. We already shared why Charleston is special to Stephanie and I in our third episode with Helen Hall. So today, we'll, of course, dive deeper into the peninsula of Charleston, but also get to know our guest, who is one gem of a human being. She is a principal and director at the Dewberry Group, wife, dog mom, philanthropist, designer, entrepreneur, and creator of all things beautiful. We are so fortunate to be able to sit down not only once, but twice with Jamie and get the local lowdown in Charleston, South Carolina, where she and her husband have built a five star hotel from the ground up, but very special to us because we broke bread and dug deep into the problems society faces and discussed how to make this crazy world a better place. Our words will never be able to express just how much we adore Jamie, but we can certainly try. Not to sound like a cliche, but she's truly gorgeous inside and out, and we are so lucky to have crossed paths. Let's get into today's episode where we discuss the magic of Charleston.
0: We are here in Charleston, South Carolina, with a gem of a human, Jamie Dewberry. Jamie, before we get into the low country lowdown, give us a lowdown on yourself, which after meeting you last night and just talking. Prior to this, I know that's a very loaded question, <laughs> yes, but do your best.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Well, first off, thank you so much, Stephanie and Katie, for having me. I am honored yes. to be here uh, and we did have so much fun last I night. I not. thought it was going to be, you know, <laughs> like a quick hello and then no. you know, we solved all the world's problems yes, and great conversation. passion projects that we're all going to do that will change the world. So I cannot wait to see what the future holds for you gals but okay where to start so hello my name is jamie brown dewberry i'm originally from a small town dalton georgia in north georgia currently my husband and i and our two four-legged babies live in charleston south carolina as well as atlanta georgia our company is the dewberry group which is headquarters in atlanta and I have the privilege of being the director of the Dewberry Foundation, as well as one of the principals of our studio arm in the company, which is Studio Dewberry. And we are very blessed to be able to get to live in Charleston as well as in Atlanta. We go back and forth weekly. And how long have you lived here? So I've technically lived downtown in Charleston for six or seven, six years now, six okay. plus, I'm a seven. And my family started coming to the Lowcountry, oh my goodness, before I was born, maybe I was born, but no, I think it was before I was born, (laughs) we're a big baseball family, and my uncle played college baseball, and the SoCon tournament was brought here to Charleston, and so we used to play in the old River Dog Stadium, which I don't think it actually exists anymore, Um, and so my grandfather fell in love with it and my mom and my dad and aunts and uncles and so we rented places on isle of palms and wild dunes and just fell in love with the land and the people and the culture and so ended up we owned a home there and so had the privilege of growing up and spending either winters or summers here. Making big trips downtown Charleston for mm-hmm. shopping or mm-hmm. dinners or Sullivans, but it has changed so much since since those early days for sure.
0: Yeah. Well I think we can jump right in. We can't <laughs> wait to hear what you have to say. Like last night we got home and we we're like we just talked to Jamie for what? Like three, three hours. I think were there for
1: three hours. And we didn't
0: talk anything we, about like where to eat, where to drink, what to do in Charleston, so oh, we can't God. wait to hear
1: would you mind, before we get into where, what to do, mm-hmm. could you talk a little bit yeah. about the Duberry Foundation and what kind of organizations that you work with? I
2: would love to, <laughs> yes, thank you. So the foundation was started by my husband in 2001, so kind of a, a while ago, and I have had the privilege to come alongside and kind of help spearhead that. So we, it was originally started to help underprivileged youth reach their magnanimitas, which means their like, greatness in spirit. And we have been able to work with some really, really amazing organizations. One, being Moving in the Spirit, which a friend of ours started in Atlanta and is very near and dear to my heart since I um, started ballet when I was two years old and danced all through school and through college. I did dance team as well, ballet, tap, jazz, and so I love that Dana and she works with boys and girls and after school kind of does this program to like through the through movement of your body they also do like counseling and help with your schoolwork or whatnot but she's had this incredible ratio of people that have graduated her program and have gone on they've helped them get internships or jobs or to go on to college which has been amazing they do a lot of um, work in like the inner city of Atlanta and actually just was able to build a new facility. So John gave the first dance floor when she started the organization, which they still have today, which is insane. Mm -hmm. And so it's been really amazing to see them kind of build upon that. We also, another organization is called the Paul Anderson Youth Home. Again, a dear friend started it many years ago, and it's in Badalia, Georgia. And they work, it's basically like a second chance or a halfway house with the different young gentlemen who have, found themselves in some not great situations and need a place to go instead of going to to jail or to juvie um most of well i guess they're all under 18 so it'd be juvie and again they've had just they they allow counseling uh, counseling for the family so they help not only with the individual but with the families as well so we definitely help with underprivileged youth and whether and privilege being a, a wide word or a wide variety of whether it's financial or home resources or whatnot. Um, So that's been so rewarding to just be a small, small part of, of, and those are just two organizations of many that we work with. And then we also are very passionate about the arts. We think that any community, no matter where you're located, that arts brings so much to the community for all ages, whether you're four years old or you're 84 years old. So we've had the privilege of working with SCAD, which is in Savannah, but we work with their spot in Atlanta, which is directly across from our headquarters. We are, have had the privilege to work with the museums here in Charleston, which are some of my shout-outs and my favorites mm-hmm. later, so we'll get <laughs> yeah. to those, um, as well as the High Museum and smaller art organization and artisans. The big one that we just worked with that I'm super excited about It's called GLOW, and Laurie Stallings is the choreographer and kind of founder And visionary for Globe Atlanta and they have performed oh my gosh all over they performed they did this incredible performance in Central Park in New York a couple years ago they've been to Venice to perform they've literally been all over the world but we are so thrilled and honored to say their home station is in Atlanta and we just actually collaborated with at the beginning of the pandemic well kind of in the beginning of the pandemic um, to use we have a undeveloped lot in the middle of Atlanta and Peachtree Street and it's just a field of grass with one big tree on it and Lori had this vision to plant all of these native wildflowers to the south and allow them grow, to grow and so as people are walking through the city all they can't go into you know to restaurants or you know at, at least at that time nobody was really being able to go inside but kind of you know this safe haven to be able to walk outside and like smell the fresh air and get out of the four walls that you live in and so you could pick flowers you could go and lay in the middle of them but and then we also sent out seed packets all over the world um, from well i know domestically from hawaii <laughs> to new york and i think there were a couple international packets as well but we also had our first performance there the other day it's all women so I could talk about that for forever, and I know we probably don't have enough time, but Mm -hmm. um, there's some more exciting things happening around that. We were able to use, or to, to, well, Lori was able to pull together some of her moving artists, which are all female, and then three different musicians that were incredible, badass female um, musicians that work either with the Atlanta Symphony or some other um, outlets, and we did a social distancing cover, you know, mask and everything, but... So cool! Like the cityscape is the backdrop and the city sounds, but then to be like immersed in the wildflowers—I'll just show you some yeah, photos. Yeah, it right. was it was pretty magical,
0: and I think it was very healing for everyone as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, well, that was. Um, <laughs> we like walked absolutely. away last night like wow like she's on a mission. Yeah, <laughs> like, and we want to become more like educated, so much more. Involved. We have
2: so much left to <laughs> conquer and to work on. Um But we also we pour a lot of well, we pour our funds into. The cities where we have property or projects just because that's our community, it's our neighborhood. And while there's so many incredible organizations literally all over the US and all over the world, and we have we help a few organizations that are, you know, like international for sure. But we're very passionate about what's going on like in our back in our, you know, backyard or next mm-hmm. door. So that's kind of where our focus is for sure.
1: Mm-hmm amazing yeah
0: that's
1: great thank, thank you. you thank that's you for all that you give me, honor um, to share it oh. so why can you tell <laughs> can you tell us why someone should consider visiting Charleston
2: oh my goodness it would take me all night to dive into all of the many reasons why we love um, our beloved Charleston but I think it has something to offer for everyone no matter what your interests are or your passions or what your Um, intrigued by or want to try out so it has incredible architecture as so many people know the art scene is amazing and I think the art community it's always had a very rich art community but it's continued to grow even in the past couple years I think it's been a really good spot just for like creatives to come whether you're a writer or a musician or you're a painter, a mixed media or whatnot. Also, the culinary scene's great. We love to have a good drink in Charleston. <laughs> Libations are, um, are very important to us. If you're outdoorsy, there is, I mean, you have an ocean. You've got the whole kind of marsh environment and animals and, you know, everything that goes along with that. John and I personally love the fact that when we're here, you know, we, we pull up to the front door we park our cars, and we really don't get in our car unless we're coming to a special place in Mount Pleasant, which we love, another community near and dear, or Sullivan's, or IOP, or whatnot. But you can ride bikes through the whole city; it's flat. So you know, yeah. compared to Atlanta, yes. where you're like, oh my goodness, I'm like sweating to ride bikes to dinner.
1: Watch out um, for the cobblestone, though. Right? yeah, <laughs> no, exactly.
2: Cobblestones—you can't be Sneakers holding coffee yeah, and driving yeah. at the same time. But you really, I think, you know, we even coming my entire life and. We love, like, Legree Streets, one of our favorite streets. And we can walk there from our house, and we'll walk our dogs. And, you know, John and I still talk about, like, every time that we walk there, which, if we're in town, we we walk there at least once to two to three times, you know, a, a visit. And you see something new every time. And I know it kind of maybe sounds cheesy, but I do believe, like, the air in Charleston is intoxicating. And you can't help but fall in love or be romanced by it no matter what your interests are and i still i think we still get butterflies by being able to like explore the city you know like what's around this corner or and we're constantly getting you know new restaurants or fun little shops to, to jump in or see White points gardens right down the road from us and Depending on the season, a bunch of um birds actually like hatch there to so to walk to take the dogs down there and like hear the sounds or see that they're learning to fly or to see the sunrise there and then to come back for golden hour, it looks completely different. So it's it's truly magical. (laughs) So I think it I think the beauty of Charleston is that it has something to offer for everyone and I do think another thing that really kind of puts us at the top of the list I would say are the people because you can have beautiful buildings and you can have great art and and good food but ultimately like who are the hosts of the city and I believe that our community does a really good job of that of welcoming people and I think we take so much pride in it and we do love it and are very passionate about it so we we kind of get like this higher we get excited to show people who haven't who haven't you know seen the city before through our lenses of why it is so special and it continues to be special you know it's been special for decades upon decades and especially being in the the tourism industry we are so thankful for the people who come to visit it and we can't wait to show them through the Dewberry lens or through whatever lens um our beautiful
0: city that we get to call home I think you just sold everybody on coming.
2: Oh, <laughs> <I know. laughs> Come at
1: the Dewberry. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> that was my next was Perfect segue.
1: Where, where do you recommend people to stay? Like, Should they stay in an Airbnb? Should they stay I think I'm kind of Yes. yes. <laughs> um,
2: I think they should stay at this lovely hotel called the Dewberry Hotel on Meeting Street. Amazing. 334. And I think why we love, of course we love our hotel, but... Why, why I personally, and, and I'm speaking for John, too, and why we really love our location is we are directly across from Marion Square, which is our extremely, extremely, extremely smaller central Park of yeah. New York City. And I say that it's literally like one block, it's a, it's a square, and all of the big kind of exciting events happen there, our farmers markets happen there every Saturday which is another way, again, to like fall in up with the city to get to meet the people, the incredible farmers who like work the land and provide to a lot of the restaurants and people who live here and love here and literally pour their blood, sweat, and tears into the earth here in the low country. And then there's a lot of artisans there. And so that's always a magical kind of like Saturday thing to go to. But Sea um, which is Southeastern Wildlife Exposition, happens there and wine festival so many different things we do a big christmas tree lighting so there's literally no matter like what time of year there's something buzzy happening um, right in our front right in our like front lawn so it's a huge asset for us and really kind of a big amenity for our guests as well we have two beautiful churches on our left and right side and behind us um, we have a little like Rag square which is another little park so the views are pretty special. You can see, you know, steeples literally out of every, every side of the hotel, and then up from the rooftop to see why it's called the Holy City for all the the steeples. To see them at that vantage point is really spectacular. But another, you know, reason on our location is you can either go down to um, down into like the historic district of Charleston, which is beautiful and so much history. You can do the tours, and there's restaurants and places to. To um, shop that way or you can take a right and go kind of up to the peninsula where there's a lot, there's been a lot of redentrification, can't talk, Um, (laughs) and so um, I kind of feel like we're in the heart and right in the middle and so really no matter which way you're going it's a really great jumping point Mm -hmm. for whether you're on foot, on a bike, or we have lovely house cars, we have an amazing partnership with Volvo, and we have SUVs and sedans, and you tell our lovely valet team that, hey, you know, could you pop us over to Chez Nous for dinner, and um, they'll just take you on the house car and bring you right back. So that, that is um, excellent <laughs> to know. <laughs> it's really amazing. Yes. Do not call
1: an Uber. Yes. You guys are going to take you themselves. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then one thing I do want to point out, it's kind of like, so it's walking distance on K- to King Street, which there's a lot of shops and Restaurants and bars, but it's also very close to East Bay, which I think probably would be more of like a bike ride to more restaurants and other places. So it's a very, very, very convenient location. Yes, yes.
0: If somebody weren't staying at the Dewberry, would you say stick downtown though?
2: I think it would be like depending on how long how long are you in the Low Country for? Are you there for a couple days or are you there for a long weekend? Downtown has so much to offer, and I would hate to like skimp on that now we have many guests that come and stay for like a long weekend we have these packages or this program where we'll you can take the volvo and drive to sullivan's island um and go check that out which is amazing it's, just a really great day trip. Mount Pleasant, there's some really great boutiques here and restaurants and art galleries that are totally worth the trip over the bridge, which again, is not that far. It's like a 10 or 15 minute drive. So I would say, depending on your trip, if you're gonna stay on foot, then I, or if you are kind of a European you know, style traveler where you are go by foot or by a short, quick, you know, drive if you're wearing like really nice heels to dinner and you don't want to, you know, walk down do the cobblestone mean, yeah. streets, then um <laughs> right. <laughs> or go on a bike ride, I would say stay downtown you'd be able to do all of that. But if I was a guest, whether I was staying at the hotel that the Dewberry or not, staying in an Airbnb, which there's some beautiful ones as well, or other lovely hotels that we have in the city, I would make my like home base, downtown, and then I would do day trips.
0: Okay. I'm dying to know your recommendations. Where are we eating? What are your top two to three places to eat? Which, again, it's a loaded, loaded, it's a loaded question. loaded question. It could it's... go over three. Yeah. Okay. I know. I'm <laughs> totally. like, oh, my gosh, how do I even You're, man. like, deflated <laughs> a
2: little bit. You <laughs> were so kind to send, you know, just some, hey, pointers, this is what we're going to discuss. And my mind was blown. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want to give so much love to all of our friends and people and amazing um Business owners, but I would say right now what I'm really loving is Chez Nou, which is it's like a French restaurant. They do a set menu, different menu every day. It does not disappoint. It is so charming. It's in an old home. They have indoor and outdoor seating, um, and you've got to do a reservation. It's hard to get a reservation there, but it's totally worth it. So Chez Nou, I think, would be at the top. They just have been actually a sister restaurant. I say just, it's probably been a year now, or maybe even a year plus. COVID's thrown me off on the timeline. (laughs) COVID months don't (laughs) count. Yes. Called Malagons, I believe. It's like a um, Spanish theme. Um, And it's a husband and wife who own both of these, and they um, really do it right. They do their research. They go to the regions. They, you know, they took their team to France or to to um, Spain and kind of study um, and they're already you know very knowledgeable and all the things but they they do really good and that you never have a meal that disappoints or a glass of wine that you don't love so they're really great another favorite for kind of seafood would be Raw One Six Seven which I think is has become extremely popular I mean it's always been popular but they moved to bigger space which has been great actually have kind of a, a courtyard area which is beautiful. A friend of mine designed it. He's from Nantucket, who, her name's Kathleen. She's wonderful. And the boys that run Raw 6-7 are awesome. So that is definitely, their lobster roll is, like, amazing. We will drive into town and get it to go and take it home. (laughs) Um, And then I would say on the weekends, we have breakfast in the living room and indoor and out. And so the breakfast sandwich is like legit. Our pastry chef, her name's Jen, she's fabulous. Um, The cheddar biscuits are pretty out of this world. So that's really good. But another place that I love, love, love for kind of like breakfast, which is in our neighborhood, like where we live that John and I will walk to or walk the dogs to, is called Harkin. And they have really amazing like vegan options as well um great little lunch scene or kind of like early lunch scene they close around three every day a really good like lattes the pastries are i really love sugar if y'all can't tell (laughs) Um, it's like sugar addict over here (laughs) they have and just like some ingredients or like combos of like things that you would never imagine i'm like oh i'm gonna like that and then it's so beautiful you have to try it they have a, another restaurant that's kind of, like, up the, the peninsula, or up the neck a little bit, called The Harbinger, oh. which was their original um, restaurant. It's run by some amazing, badass women. And uh, I don't – can I say that? Yes, okay. yes. Um, <laughs> and so that was the first one that they opened. And so I think myself and everyone else, if you were in that, like, in that area, you would drive up there just to grab the lunch and drive back. But when they opened up Harkin, which is literally, like, three blocks from us in this beautiful old little home it is like so charming that they did the design in-house the owners did and it is so impeccable I think it everybody goes in there the bathrooms oh my gosh so I'm obsessed with with flowers floral print botanicals you know we were able to work with a local artisan named Becca Barnett who is another incredible Artist here in town. She does a lot of installations. She came up doing a ta- taxidermy, which is crazy, and working with museums. Worked at the Smithsonian, and then we're so lucky that she's here in Charleston. But she has a company called Sicilenco or Co. and she did our floral print that we use throughout the hotel. But it's all like locally grown or low country flora. And I walked into their bathrooms and they have taken these old like botanical prints and basically created their own wallpaper around the walls. It is literally a dream. I'm like, John, can we please do that to do our bathroom at home? Yes. So maybe get a guest bedroom or a bathroom one day, but it is it's y'all have to
0: you have to go. yeah i back to the pastry chef oh, yes. jen jen Tim she's McCoy. a big deal she is
2: she is really amazing I... we are so so blessed to have her she not only is she extremely talented she's an amazing human she's a really great leader her team really really respect i mean our whole team respects her but mm-hmm. her team really respects her i mean down to where she does these like huge elaborate like Gourmet. She did this huge Italian cake for one of our brides, and it was literally four feet by four feet. Oh my god! And she somehow pulled it off. I was like, "Jen, I, I don't know if our kitchen's <laughs> big enough for you to like <laughs> do that." And she made it all come together. I'll have to send you a photo, but it was literally like John and I were picking our jaws up off the ground. And so she, was like, she Hold does, right? It's <laughs> <She does, laughs> like, yeah. probably exactly yeah. she. Um, So she'll do, you know, we do these sticky buns for breakfast that are really good to, you know, all these like lovely desserts at dinner. But then she also does, which I so love, you can order milk and cookies on our menu. Whether you're in the living room for a late night milk and cookie snack is always a great way to finish the night. Or if you're in room dining and you've had a late night or a long day and you order milk and cookies. Um, what I do love is that they're literally made fresh at every, whenever you order them. So no matter what time, it takes a little bit longer, but they're made fresh it's, right then. And right they come with a big glass of milk. I love <laughs> so, that. So, but like that's that's like who she is. She's like so down to earth, but yet she could literally create anything. So yeah, she's amazing. She's from New York. We're so glad that she's in the South with us, and y'all would love her. She created with the help of our awesome teammate named Eric, but. A gingerbread of the hotel.
0: I'll have to show you a photo. We're coming, It is for like, it's insane. No, we are. You have to come. We, for we are. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh absolutely. my gosh. Yeah. yeah, I want to see pictures. But I wanted to this morning when I was posting on social, I wanted to shout her out because the the crackers were so oh, great. So
2: that's the other thing she does. So we we had some really great teammates that did not put together kind of our beverage mm-hmm. um, our beverage mm-hmm. program that we are very well known for, which we're very thankful. It's been mm-hmm. highly Received from locals as well as travelers. And when we were, like, thinking through the process, we are like, we, we got to have a bar snack, but we don't want to do, like, typical nuts or, you know, all the things that you normally see. So Jen was like, let me just think about it. And so she goes and she crafts this, like, hand mixture with this popcorn. And I'm telling you, it has, like, cayenne pepper in it and some other things, but it is this... Incredible popcorn that, like, I think most of the time people may just come for the popcorn, <laughs> 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 um, it but it in, in the yeah, box. so it's you know this this like handcrafted mm-hmm. bar snack as well as the the crackers. So she makes those in house fresh every day are crackers that go with whether it's the crab louis that's up on the citrus this at the citrus club which also has some really great food as well or if it goes with one of the dishes
0: in the living room so. yeah those crackers were divine but i was i googled her because i was like i remember her saying jen so i googled her and i was like jen dewberry okay. and then i was reading about her and i was like oh my gosh she has some accolades yes she's amazing yes wow
2: yeah.
0: well any more shout outs I'm
2: trying to think of and places the food. to eat. we so we love, love Raw 167. I think y'all asked about pizza Milfi's is really great. Yeah. It's a fairly new restaurant and the gentleman who kind of runs and owns that whole I guess you'd call it a restaurant tour, they have like Leon's, which is super well known mm-hmm. and really yummy as well. Good good oysters and of Little Jack's Tavern as well, which is a great spot. Oh, goodness. There's, like, so many places. You know, it's like when you start to name a few, you're like, oh, my goodness, who am I leaving out? I will say, you know, Shanyu, I think, might be one of the ones at the top of my list just because it's a true-on, like, full experience. As soon as you, like, step in there, you feel like you're walking down, you know, a side alley in a hidden spot, whether you're in Europe or you're in Charleston. So it's really special. Do you have a favorite dish? Oh my gosh, there? Well, it changes so much oh, because they change right. every day. Yes. Mm-hmm. And normally I'm a picky eater, just to be like, realistic. I may like put in some like requests or can you leave that off? But there you just go and you don't, you, you, you get whatever's on the That's when shot. you know, yeah. And <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, I have not had a bad meal
1: there or a bad dish. They do a really great job. Oh, yeah. I didn't eat lunch. Um, yeah, so I'll should go right now, let's <laughs> go. Let's go. <laughs> We'll finish it there. <laughs> where, um, so pre-dinner drinks, post-dinner drinks, day drinking, where are we going? What are we doing?
2: Um, I hate to say it again, but I would say for sunset drinks, I really don't think there's a better spot than the citrus You spot. can't I'm not say that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, just, I
0: know. I'm so glad you I said have that. I have to say that. Yes.
2: Um, because... I mean, again, talking about to to you know get all the fe- all the feelings or whatnot, but I I'm like a little kid in a candy shop to see the sunset from the rooftop. It's literally different every single time, and the colors. And again, talking about how nature has you know the best color palette. It's truly repainted every night, but a little different. So you can see the see the city. You can either look at the bridge, which is really beautiful and see the water on that side so you can see the ashley river you can see the cooper river you can see the harbor you um can see the steeple that you like could reach out and grab you look over marion square and see you know everybody bustling around so i kind of think pre dinner drinks or sunset drinks you have to go to citrus club and gorgeous i agree with you I think people don't talk about like the food as much, but there's some really great bites up there as well. The um, shrimp, I love
1: like the shrimp. Oh, the shrimp. <laughs> the coconut, Oh my The peanut, peanut, yeah, so, so good. good. Peanut butter shrimp, yes, and the crab dip. Right.
2: Okay, <laughs> we won't go <grab> there. <laughs> <laughs> I have like the listeners are be like, excuse me. And then I will say, like, depending on kind of like the season or whatnot, like I, I think the citrus club is always a good idea. But I really love like the living room, which is on our first floor and like a sophisticated night. It's a little like sexier, you know, dim the lights, kind of, you know, all of the period pieces or mid-century furniture, which we bought off the auction. So there's a couple of custom pieces in there, but a lot of them are, you know, pieces of the air. So they have like this rich soul to them. And so I don't know, in my brain it... It's kind of cool to like make to make new memories in that space, and knowing there's already like if those pieces of furniture could talk, there's no telling. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. there's a in our in one of the basically like a room divider, there was a dry bar, so I'm like, oh my gosh, the conversations that that, <laughs> that is piece so of her, there, there's no telling, there is no telling. I love that. Um, I'm trying to think of other places I loved. Oh, there's a really great wine bar called Bin One Fifty Two, which is on. I guess it's King Street. Yes, it's on King Street, closer to our house. They have really great
1: wines. Um, Are you a red or white wine drinker?
2: Oh, God. It, I think it depends on the season. You know, yeah, like I love, like, a red in the winter. do love, like, a Sincere when it's warm out. I love a rosé. I think typically my go-to drink is Bubbles, like, can't go wrong with champagne no matter what the occasion no matter what the time you can have it for <laughs> breakfast or you can have it at dinner um mom not that I'm having it for breakfast but uh, if the right occasion don't
0: worry for it,
2: then you might as well so yeah yeah I don't, I, I think I, I don't discriminate I we're I very think it, inclusive I think we're very on, inclusive yeah I think it depends on the setting you know like if you're in the south of France and it's the summer, if you're in the south of South Carolina, if you're in Charleston, and it's the summer, you probably need a really nice, like, crisp white or a really cold rosé. So, yeah, I like them all.
0: Are there any good spots for, like, a dessert drink or dessert martini? So,
2: I personally have not had it, but I've heard it's really amazing. Halls, which is very well known. It's a really good steakhouse and a local family that are lovely. People have a great experience there. I've heard there's some really good martinis, like a dessert martini. And then a steakhouse that we really, really love is called Oak, Oak Steakhouse. Mm -hmm. It's on Broad Street. A dear friend of ours owns it. They do a really great job. They do not disappoint. Kind of my favorite room to sit in is if you go up the stairs and kind of wander around in the back room. Again, such a cool building, lots of history. There's already like soul when you walk in there. So... That's a really good spot, I would say, for a dessert drink as well. Um, my goodness, I'm not really a good dessert drinker. I'm like, I'm just, just give me the bubbles. Yeah, yeah. okay, you know? hey, nothing wrong with that.
0: Back to the Oak. So awesome. they, do they have a place in Raleigh? Or did I make they it? do. Okay. They actually
2: expanded. Steve Palmer is the gentleman's name who kind of runs it. They opened, I believe they opened one in Raleigh. There's one in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. They also have Oku, which is a great sushi restaurant. Oh my god, that's They're my favorite. Each other in Raleigh. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, so Oku's great. I haven't been there in a little bit. Um, I feel like I haven't really been anywhere in a little bit, let's be right.
1: honest. I have so
0: I but yeah, they do a great job. All right, well now that we are full and we are a little tipsy, <laughs> well, what are we doing around town? What are we doing in the Lowcountry? Oh
2: my goodness. Okay, do we want to go like... Through a lens of art, you want to go through a lens of doing a little shopping, you want to look for your house, look at some antiques. Let's go you want to go first. Let's get a little
0: sprinkle all of, of, all of the above. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, well, for first, let's get some clothes or accessories or jewelry or handbags, all of the above. One of my all time favorite boutiques is Hand in Clothing. A dear friend, a friend of mine named Stacy is the owner, and she is she is a freaking amazing woman. Talk about like boss babe, that is one hundred percent her. So she opened Hamden, and they just actually expanded right before COVID hit. It is a stunning space. It they did an incredible job. They even have like a VIP shopping room that's like upstairs, and they do pour you bubbles. And help you try on clothes. and her team is amazing they don't work off the commission so you know they're not like haggling you to say hey can you buy this can you buy that but they're truly they all love fashion I mean I think that she could probably be put up with like big retailers in New York or San Francisco or you know bigger cities I know she travels the world to Paris to all over to the different markets but she does a really great job and she's a huge asset for Charleston. She also sends um, approval boxes to anywhere. So you don't even have to be in Charleston to shop and try on her clothes. She always says, you know, it's free to try on. So I really love kind of her mentality behind that. And she makes it fun because, you know, sometimes as women, we're hard on ourselves. Of oh my goodness, I'm, I'm like, well, I won't go into my much feel, but, you know, like, my legs don't look good in this or my arms or whatever it may be, which is all silly because everybody is, li- everybody who's listening is so beautiful and more beautiful than you ever even know or would realize. But she makes it, like, fun to get dressed in the morning. Or, like, if you go into the office, which maybe people be working from home, so they have some good clothes to work from home, but they also, like, I know we had a big meeting in New York with a big... With some big people, I was like, okay, here we go. And she, you know, helped me find the right blazer, had this fire red blazer power suit for sure, and got so many compliments, you know, walking into the boardroom that I was like, okay, I can breathe a little bit easier. Like, we got this, we got this. So and she's a dear friend, so of course I wanted to support her. She also has small, which has a little bit easier price point, um, from dresses to shoes to accessories, and then James is their shoe store. So literally she can dress you from top to bottom. I have sunglasses, all of the above. Then another clothing store that I love and ties back to the foundation as well and stuff that I literally wear no matter where I am in the world. It's called Ibu. It's IBU. And a dear friend of ours named Susan Walker started that. She has an incredible, crazy story. She was a like a minister for eight years. Fell in love through tech fell in love um, with textiles, kind of learning about different religions and cultures and how textiles came into play like whether it's like a wedding blanket or part of some ceremony or whatnot and so she actually went to SCAD became a professional weaver and then started Ebu. and she works with different women all around the globe and these pieces are like she she designs them with the artisans and she works a lot with like single mothers so you know, if they lost their husband or they are not married, they're able to create these, whether it's a purse or a beautiful jacket or like my favorite pants or buy them, they can make them at home with their kids. So that is just, I don't know, I just, any, any chance that I can get to talk about them or to share their story is um, really important to me. And their, their pieces too are like killer one of a kind. So you wear them. and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, where the heck did you get that? And not only do you get to say, oh, well, this is blah, 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 but you get to say, hey, they actually helped, they helped a fellow woman across the globe, and she's raising two kids on her own. And so, anyways, I can't say enough good things about EBU. And their their jewelry's incredible. Their handbags, great home items, giftables. And then talking about home items, uh, well, they also have EBU Foundation, which our foundation helps out as well, which is separate. I think once they realized... You know, they, a lot of these places that are making, whether it is this beautiful handmade sewn jacket or a pillow or whatnot, don't have electricity or the right amount of running water or the electricity is like on one day and then it's off for a week or whatnot. So the foundation kind of helps go into these communities and truly set up like a backbone in order for these women to work together and to be able to produce you know these these beautiful textiles that have been part of their heritage for forever and then bring it to the U.S. for or around the world for people to get to experience it and share their story but another one of my favorite for giftables or like if you, you know you travel and you want to take something home whether your husband's not here with you and you're like hey I did think about you and I'm going to bring a little gift or um, I remember when John and I first started traveling, I'm really close to my family, so when we would go to all these foreign lands. I wanted to bring something like special home to everyone that made me think of the trip, but also made me think of them. And at the hotel, we are honored to have, I'm sure you ladies are familiar with, and maybe the, I say the readers, <laughs> and maybe <laughs> the listeners as well, but Gardening Gun Magazine, a dear friend of ours named Rebecca Darwin, who is... Truly another badass woman. She was with the New Yorker for many years and she started Garden Gun Magazine and they have worn so many awards. They're really doing amazing things. Their photography is incredible. They do they really like find out. They like know what's going on in the music scene and um, the art scene. They've started to show more homes, which have been impeccably designed, but also with like an edge and it's so beautiful and just shown in like such different light anyway so Garney Gun has our only brick and mortar in the bottom of the hotel so we have the field shop there is hunt and gather and then there's a little feminine a little masculine kind of parts to the two different shops they work again with local artisans made throughout the South whether it's in Texas or in the Carolinas they even work with some some of my favorite jewelry is with a girl out of Oregon. Um, my earrings I have on tonight were vintage that Guys, they sold.
0: They're in, so cute. <laughs>
2: thank you. That they sold in one of their pop ups. They do pop ups every couple of weeks, um, or, oh, that might be wrong, every couple of months <laughs> and bring in some really, really amazing retailers from all around. So, from jewelry to scarves to special pajamas, if you forgot your pajamas, which could be a good thing for this so you can get new ones at the field shop. But they have a they have a gift for everyone. Or a hostess, like if you were coming in town and y'all were going to a friend's house and you're like, oh my goodness, in the South we like to come with a hostess gift. Mm-hmm. And so you could pick up, you know, beautiful linen, four little linen embroidered napkins, cocktail napkins, or they have really great chocolates or, you know, whatever you can imagine they have it. And they have vintage as well as, like, new custom pieces. Mm-hmm. So... The field shop is definitely a must.
0: Okay. Yeah. So now that we are, we're full, we're drunk, and we're broke. What else, <laughs> what else are we doing? <laughs> okay, so
2: then I would say we have some really amazing, uh, some really amazing museums that are very friendly budget-wise, and but they're also, they're so rich in what you get out of your trips. But the Gibbs Museum is absolutely incredible. It has just been renovated, oh gosh, maybe four years ago. They finished it three years ago. It's incredible in its own right. It could literally be in any city, and it would, you know, still hold its own. They have a great permanent collection. They do a really good job with the different expos that they bring in. Very thought-provoking, very, uh, they push the envelope, which I love, and they do a really good job of doing a wide variety of artisans. They're not all the same shade or from the same background or the same providence they really do a fabulous job they also have great events there as well they have great programs for kids they'll have speakers come in where you have a glass of wine and listen to a lecture which are some of my favorites I actually hear the artisans like talk about their the inspiration or their trip on where they created this or whatnot. so yeah and Angela who runs it is another friend and she is lovely I have had the privilege on of being on a committee for their big street party, which is so much fun. They bring out food trucks and music and it's always one of those like it was it's a it's worth every second of it. It's a long night. It's a good mm-hmm. it's a good time. Mm-hmm. And then we also near and dear that the foundation well the foundation helps with the kids and then also with historic Charleston Foundation, which is an amazing organization they do so much in our community we would have to do a whole nother podcast on that but they have two we call house museums the Aiken Rent house and the Nathaniel Russell house and both are so beautiful and so different Aiken Rat House They kind of preserved as is, and so it's still very, like, they didn't go back and, like, fix the plaster or go in and refinish things to bring them up to, like, if it had been, you know, restored or whatnot, so they just really preserved it as it is, whether, like, whether it's the wall coverings or the furniture or whatnot, and during COVID, they actually did this incredible expo with a local artisan named Fletcher Williams, and he... He is local, and it was modern art throughout, like immersed in the actual house and then in the back courtyard. And it was it was really really special. I would probably butcher it if I were to go on and talk about it. So everybody, Google it um, and check it out on both of the Instagrams. It was it was really amazing. And then Nathaniel Russell House is really great as well. You have to see it. He is a truly like incredible. He's a black artisan, and for his you know, he, his voice and his point of view shown through his artwork in this space and knowing the history. You know, Historic Charleston has done a really good job in kind of going back and telling the whole, or I say the whole story, we probably don't even begin to even know the whole story, but to to shed light on many parts of the stories that have just been brushed over in the past. And to talk about different beautiful souls that have lived in different parts of the properties that their story didn't get told or family members probably don't even know their their story. And so the foundation's done a a good job of kind of going back and shedding light on that and, and being really honest and kind of having those raw and real conversations about the way that life was back then. And so Fletcher's artwork and his point of view in that in that setting is just really really powerful again very thought provoking and really like takes you to another place so I would definitely say read up on it I'm sure he's going to pop up somewhere amazing next and I'm still holding out to get one of his pieces because they're pretty spectacular Mm -hmm. but I think he has prints as well Mm he has originals and prints I know that they sell them through Garden and Gun they're selling some of them online during the expo so I would definitely check him out for sure
0: Hey, will do.
1: Do any of those museums, do they require you to have a reservation before you go? Or can you kind of just show up? Do they have like specific times that they will show the house?
2: That's a great question. I should have done my research because <laughs> oh, of COVID. I do know that when we went, obviously mask is required currently. And we did buy tickets or reserve or buy tickets online for a slot. I believe historic Charleston Foundation don't kill me if I'm saying the wrong (laughs) things on this but I believe that you can walk up and get a ticket but there are certain time slots that there's a guided
0: tour okay all right now that we have the clothes the gifts knowing that design is such a huge part of you personally and professionally are there any like secret design spots that we want to shout out or that we should be going to Absolutely. I would say
2: Fritz Porter is really amazing. They carry
0: so many lines of textiles
2: and fabrics, really great lighting. They do a lot of custom work, but then they also have fabulous booths mixed in. They have giftables, they have jewelry, but then they also have new modern pieces as well as beautiful antiques and some ex- some outdoor, they have a little like garden spot where there's some outdoor pieces as well as interiors. Um, Sarah Hamlin Hastings is the owner and she has done such a great job of curating and she's continued to expand and she really knows her stuff. So I would definitely say you have to pop in there, even if you leave with, you know, a pair of throw pillows or a small piece of art. They have really great art as well. So it's called Fritz Porter and it's in the cigar factory, which is another great spot. A quick bike ride or a little car ride, depending on where you're staying. And then I also like South Windermere, and they have actually two locations, really great antiques and vintage finds, and it's family owned and operated locally, they're absolutely amazing, and really I can't go in there and not leave with something, it's kind of scary actually, so I have to expand my... I'm not going, like, for a certain project. I'm like, okay, don't don't turn in. Don't turn in. You know you're going to leave with, like, <laughs> a piece of art or some, you know, small collectible or whatnot. But they do a really great job there and always have new things. It's, like, changing rapidly. They also do really good um, of keeping their Instagram account up to date. So it's Antiques of South Windermere and then Seventeen South. And so check them out for sure. They will, you can DM them and they can actually ship to you. So it's really great. You can oh. shop for them wherever. And then we're also I love for design. Winsome Antiques is really great. It's on, oh gosh, is that meeting or king? It's near the Daily, which is another great smoothie spot. So you could grab a smoothie from the Daily or a great coffee and then pop next door and check it out. It's own, I believe by 2 wonderful guys i know one of the owners names. It's john and they do again it's a really great curated shop they have some really good vendors and it has a modern flair as
1: well as antiques so, I'm just checking it I out. I have to check I love out. a good mm-hmm. antique store. Mm-hmm. I used to hate it when my mom wanted to go shopping when I was little. Uh-huh. It was so boring. It smelled weird. Like, <laughs> and now I just love it.
2: I think, uh, I, was, I don't know if it was how I was raised. My family actually has been in the furniture business and flooring business my entire life. So, I've always been drugged to, like, market in High Point, which we were talking about mm-hmm. last night. You know, North Carolina. I don't think I appreciated... Like walking around market as much then, which we would more. We wouldn't go to like her meetings or my dad's meetings. We would we'd go you know to Asheville and they'd make a big trip out of it. So we'd go to the Biltmore House, which was always. If we were in North Carolina, my dad would not let us, you know, not go to Biltmore House. I think he should have been an architect. He's a frustrated architect, so of course he appreciates mm-hmm. it. But growing up, we would always, uh, we call it, you know, going picking. So um, we always had big cars and would drive a lot for a sporting events or different things like that. So we'd always stop in little shops along the way. And my parents like, okay, here's $20 for each person. Who, let's see who can find the most unique item. So like it was Did like this is yeah. fun game. Yeah, and then you remembered like oh we got this on this trip. But yeah, it was a that always made it a lot of fun. So I think I've always loved it, and it was probably in my blood whether whether I wanted it to be or not. But I do
1: appreciate it. I'm gonna I remember love. that if I ever Yeah, and that's so Even husband, like it's yeah. such mm-hmm. a fun like
2: to break up a road trip and there's. I mean, I'm telling you, that's sometimes where you find the best
1: stuff or the, mm-hmm. like, off-the-beaten-path, again, like a local, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, yeah. So, self-care, what can we do? It's a good question. that. Think- um, we have a really fabulous spa located on the
2: second floor, which actually a lot of people don't know about or they miss it. So do not miss it if you're in town, whether you're staying at the hotel or not. We also have locals that come, but we have great facials, really amazing massages. We have a custom Dewberry tea and we incorporate that into our massages and facials as well. It has some really great extracts in it and antioxidants that help for, with all of the things to keep us all looking young. But our team, our whole spa team does a really good job. So that is so much fun for whether it's you and your husband or you and your loved one, we have a couples massage space or if it's just like a girls weekend and you all want to be pampered go visit the Dewberry spot on the second floor
0: yeah that and a good lot. idea if you're planning like a bachelorette trip mm-hmm. like when the bridesmaids set up the house send your bride to the Dewberry to like get pampered oh, you okay. know? Like that a is a great yeah.
2: idea absolutely yeah
0: well
1: are you ready, Are you for, ready, the ready for the rapid fire, fire round? I think I need like you, you to do some exercises or something Get ready <laughs> I know. for this set. Okay, hit me. Okay, let's go. Most Instagrammable place.
2: Oh my goodness, this was that's such a hard. Uh, depending on the season, but I will say in the spring when the wisteria is blooming, which is personal favorite bloom, on Meeting Street right down from our house, there is this. Stunning. I don't know if you would say wisteria. I don't think it's a tree, but it's a vine that is like so mature. But it like rains lavender or you know, wisteria but lavender color petals. And so many people go there to take photos. So I would say either there or I do think White Points Garden, um, whether. It's not like this like trendy spot or whatnot, but I think all ages, if you come to visit, like you take photos there, whether it's sunrise or again, golden hour, or in the middle of the day, you get to see a little bit of architecture and the water. And so it, um, a little slice, and the, the trees there are killer. So sorry, that wasn't very fast.
1: No, <laughs> oh, okay. What's your favorite
2: pizza spot? Okay, so one of my just closed, well, it didn't close, it uh, closed its location downtown, which is in our neighborhood. It was like two blocks away, so that's kind of dangerous. Um, and they moved to West Ashley, so Baker's Bar, um, which is really great. Check it out West Ashley. Melfi's um, is really great, which is up the road. And then another little spot that John and I love is called Monza. They have great pizza and a really good lime of bean salad. Oh with the side of pizza. That's so strange. I know, it is so strange. <laughs> right. I know it sounds, like, really weird, but when y'all go and you try it, you think that works. Okay, what's your favorite Charleston event? This is another tough one. I think I personally would have to say the Antique Show or Seaweed. Again, had the privilege of working with some incredible people on the Charleston Antique Show this, this past year. It was on the committee for... lunching event that we did um we had the gracious and beautiful and lovely amanda lindroth speak at our luncheon which was amazing worked with a dear friend named alex lloy who is incredible and it was our last event before the pandemic happened it was actually the same weekend that fell this week which i mean this year which normally doesn't happen the Food and Wine and the Antique Show were all the same weekend. So, it was a really fun weekend. Jam-packed. Jam-packed, for sure. But the Antique Show, there's so many different fun events. They do little cocktail hours in different people's homes, Urban Electric, which, oh gosh, I can't believe I haven't even out to them before. They're a local, incredible lighting um, company that they make everything here in Charleston. Again, another amazing business who's brought so many, you know, great jobs to our community. And they are, like, world-renowned. Dave, the owner, and his whole team are just really good people. So, shout-out to them. I love the Antique Show, and then I would have to say seaweed. I do love animals. And the seaweed, uh, which is Southeastern Wildlife Expo, which happens in February, normally around Valentine's Day. And our weather really kind of starts to turn then. I mean, we've had some really rainy seaweeds, but for the most part, it's like a bluebird day, the weather's still cool everybody you know is normally in like boots and bundled up and again it happens at marion square fun fact we release a hawk off of the top of the hotel the Dubray hotel and it flies around and then lands in the middle of marion square so it's super cool you, if you have kids it's great for that if you and your husband there's
1: some good day drinking there and really good like little food little food spots along the way so you mentioned kids and this feels like a really great event for children do you have a favorite children's event or where should we go with our kids
2: oh my goodness there's so much to do with kids I will say kind of um, kept secret for the Lowcountry is our Children's Museum of the Lowcountry and it is Oh my goodness, that's another whole podcast of what all of the programs that they do for our local community, for families that could not normally you know, afford a membership or even a day at the museum. They do some really great programs with single women or single mothers, but they are actually doing a huge renovation right now with indoor and outdoor space. They, um, if your kid has special needs or um, is fully functioning, there's there's so many things for them. They do things from water tables, to, like crawling around. They do art. They do, I mean, so many incredible things. We we were able, we had the privilege of hosting a couple events um, at the hotel to help fundraise for for this, you know, new renovation. One was like a, a Wizard of Oz. Or no. Well, it wasn't Wizard of Oz. It was... Uh, <laughs> Wizard of Oz is kind of scary. i <laughs> <laughs> with, um, but, uh, Oh, uh, Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. Yes. yes. Thank you. So we... Oh, no. Was True. it Wizard of Oz? I mean, it was, no, it was Wizard of Oz. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. Again, covid brain. Yeah. It was Wizard of... I'm pretty sure it was Wizard of Oz. I should remember that. Again, it was before the pandemic. But anyways, to go and actually they allowed us to come in and kind of see some of the Lessons going on and they were working with lights and talking about shadows and to see this is one of their full-time teammates who she's an instructor so not only does it have you know the museum aspect but there's also many schools either lower income schools come, were able to come for free and um, they have programs like that and the, so they were taking the flashlights and talking about, like, shadows and the way the light shines and reflects and when it shines through water and just, you know, I feel like I needed to be in there for, like, you know, you just don't really think about it, you know, so, yeah, so they, they do so many incredible programs and so much more than I can even know or touch on. But if you're a visitor or even local, they really love kids and have a special way of catering to whatever their interests are or to make it fun, but also learning it. I mean, educational at the same time. So that would top, probably be my, my top um, pick for a must-see. We actually have friends in town from Nantucket. I think we're trying to get out of the gloomy days in Nantucket in January. She's a chef there. She's amazing. And um, so they came down and they always go to the, to the Charles Museum and always have the best time. So it's always good to hear, you know, from people coming from elsewhere and coming there and truly
1: um, loving your city, Mm -hmm. all ages. Yeah, good to get energy out of your kids too, at that point. Right,
2: yeah, I think it definitely gets a lot of energy. They can run around and climb, they have, you know, all types of things, no matter what your kid loves. Awesome, favorite coffee shop? (gasps) So I touched on Harkin earlier, which I love for like breakfast or pickups or whatnot, but my favorite coffee in the city is Second State. (laughs) We happen to actually, we use the coffee at the hotel, or we serve the coffee at the hotel. I also serve it at my house in Charleston and in Atlanta every morning because we, like, go in there and buy it in bulk because we don't want to have a morning without Second State coffee. (laughs) The heavyweight blend is, like, my go-to. It's my jam. I feel like I can conquer the world when I brew a cup of um, heavyweight. But the guys who started Second State, like, are friends, and they're just really cool dudes. They love... And are so passionate about coffee and the whole process and so they have a great little little cafe and then you can get it at a couple of different places around town like that favorite wine and cheese spot so there's a place called go cheap cow it is on church street it is my go-to spot it's literally like two blocks from our house i was laughing earlier i was talking to my husband about some of the questions and while there's so many places to eat and to dine throughout the city we're like what is our favorite spot and i'm like well besides going to hotel my honestly my really my favorite spot is like my own courtyard or our, our kitchen and i say that not that i am a good cook <laughs> at all i mean i can like saute vegetables and that's about as far as it goes uh my dad's a call him an egghead he loves the green eggs and He gave us one for Christmas, or my parents gave us one for Christmas, and so we did a lot of that, and it actually, like, helps mask if you can't, like, you know, grill or cook or anything like that. It kind of helps everything taste good regardless, but I think it's, you know, it's very, I thought I probably should mention it because it is very much of our culture here. I think if you were, whether you were a local or you met a local while you were here, I wouldn't be surprised if, and we've been known to do it, to say, hey, we'll come over for cocktail and." We'll talk about whatever, we can tell you about this. And so, a lot we love to entertain, and it's very much in the culture and in the community here to have people over, whether it's for glass wine or any type of vibration, a little bit of you know music, some good conversation. So, mm-hmm. I would say. Unfortunately,
1: your courtyard is reservation only, and we <laughs>
2: have the idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, one time we, when we were doing the, the Williams and Emma dinner that I was talking about earlier, we had the door open, our gate door, and we are, we are, we are very blessed, lots of people like to take photos of our, our fates and our window boxes, a woman named Tracy Lunn, who's local, pot of pleasure, she does our window boxes as well as the hotels, and she is, she's an incredible woman, and super talented, but, so our door was open, and this couple comes walking in, and so I think that they were part of the dinner, so I'm like, hey, come on in, like, I'm Jamie, this is our uh, blah, 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 and you're like, Okay, great, where you know, we were actually just walking by this party of two. Where do we put our name down? And I was like, Oh my goodness, I so love that you said that. I was like, Come on in, you can have a glass of whatever you want. We're actually, you know, this is not a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I was like, Of course, you just asked them right in. You didn't know who they were, but, right, on, right. yes. but I think, yeah, I really think any any um,
1: anybody would have done that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe not anybody, but a lot of
2: people.
1: <laughs> so, you have great hospitality. <laughs> <laughs> You're very hospitable. That's the word I'm yes. for. What's the best season to come to Charleston? I think it's a toss up between
2: spring and fall. I really love fall. Like right now it's pretty magical where golden hour is really golden hour. Like the, you know, this, the, um, sea grass, it turns like that burnt color or a golden color, not burnt color. And there's a lot, a lot of like wildlife, a lot of bird activity and there's just that fresh crisp fall air and then the springs also really really amazing as well when everything starts coming alive and the dolphins get really active at that point so you can be walking like a white boots garden or really anywhere along the water along the water along the water <laughs> <laughs> and and it is not a normal to see you know dolphins start to jump up and appear but in the blooms oh my goodness gardens I haven't even touched on gardens there's the Preservation Society in Charleston is amazing, and they do home tours and garden tours. So they gardens are huge in Charleston. It's such an important part of especially the historic district. And so there's some really special tours. You're actually able to walk through the gardens and to hear the history of, you know, how long something's been planted there, when it was first, you know, planned, and they just continue to keep it up, or if it's a... A new kind of like scheme or whatnot, but so gardens are really important and there's always something beautiful blooming, so spring or fall. Sorry, toss up. <laughs>
1: both. Oh, <or> both, yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, favorite rooftop bar? Oh, citrus. Citrus. I'm gonna say citrus. Yes. the citrus yes. yes. Citrus yes.
0: And we didn't mention this before, the Dewberry is the tallest building
2: It's the tallest rooftop or the the rooftop that you can actually go on so the the tallest rooftop bar in the city so yes. you really you truly get i think we're known for our views they're they're pretty magical we also have it's called the river's room because you can see both rivers actually run river the cooper river mm-hmm. You can, it's an event space, so you could do, we've had weddings in there, we've had rehearsal dinners, we've had corporate events, but it's pretty magical as well.
0: Yeah, so. and you might see a shooting star if you go. We yeah, yes. we
2: saw I, one last night. I, that I, is insane. So I, crazy. It was a sign. <laughs> I'm telling you it was. It was. I was like, oh my gosh, is that an airplane? I'm like, wait, it, 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 it disappeared. It's a it's
0: so magical. Serious.
2: Business. Oh my gosh. I love it. That was so I, hard
0: for you. Yeah,
2: <laughs> all that I touched on.
0: Mm-hmm. You definitely shouted out. I, don't, I,
2: I really don't think I can choose. Yeah, we won't make you I choose. I think it depends on the lens and who you are and what your interest mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And our, our community is so awesome, and everybody really, or, you know, everybody's cheerleaders for each other. So mm-hmm.
0: there's too many to narrow down to one. Totally fine.
1: They have a good list. A good list to choose from. Okay, last thing. The number one place to stay away from. The biggest tourist trap.
2: So I have to think about this one, and honestly, I... so tourism is so important to our city and just because it may not be my favorite spot or I think it's not the like chicest or the you know coolest spot to be I don't really think that I could I could list one I think everybody especially given COVID we all need all the help we can get right now and all the visitors so I think I think you know just come to Charleston and find somewhere that you love and, and go check it out. It doesn't matter if it's like the cool spot or not. If you love it, then that's really all that matters. And you have a good time and you break bread with your friends and you make good memories. It could be in any restaurant or any hotel or any store. If, if you make a connection there, then I think it's,
0: it's worth your trip. Yeah. You are so special. Like that was such <laughs> a, so, that was so. Before we wrap, what is your number one travel tip or just like, do you have, like, any travel podcasts or, like, mantras? I feel like you're very well-traveled, so you probably have um, quite a handful to pick from.
2: Thank you. um, I think one is do as the locals do. So, I think, like, when, again, I was podcasting the title and I, when we were, you know, initially talking, I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally get it. I love this. And, it, you know, John and I, which that's what I was saying, but if we are traveling domestically or internationally and we're in a foreign country and it's a big city or a little village or whatnot, we're always like, okay, do as locals do. Like go ask the person who owns that like flower shop, like where do you go for drinks? So like what's your favorite place to eat? So I really think that that's like the best mantra. So that's why you should listen to this podcast for any mm-hmm. city that you're going to. And then the other thing is that I would say it's like, not a sexy or cool thing, but I would say roll with it. Because travel, no matter how well you plan, no matter, you can have all the best reservations in the world and have your cars, you know, hooked up and your hotel stay and all the above, but life happens, you know, Murphy's Law. And so ultimately I know, like speaking for my own travel, some of my like best executed plans that like fall through it's the, you know, the plan B or C or D that you have zero, like, expectations for it that falls into place. And you had the best night, you know, ever. And that was, like, your precious, precious moment of the trip. And it was, you know, better than you could have even planned. So, I think roll with it. If you get a flight delay or a flat tire if you're driving or whatever. It happens for just, a reason. That's right. Yes. It happens for a reason. And just be... Keep your eyes open along the way because you don't know who you're going to meet or what you're going to run into or what you're going to see. I think it's all about your attitude.
0: Yes. Before we go, where can everybody find you on oh. social media? Anyway.
2: On, on social media, I'm like, oh my goodness, I shouldn't have my handle, but I don't know what it is. I think it's just at Jamie Dewberry, and I spell my name weird, so it is, my parents said this to me, thanks mom, <laughs> um, J-A-I-M-I-E. And then Dewberry is D-E-W-B-E-R-R-Y.
0: And then the Dewberry Hotel, what's that The Dewberry now?
2: Hotel, the Instagram is the
0: Dewberry Charleston. Okay. Yes, yes. and it's beautiful. Does, do the living
2: room and Citrus Club, do they have a separate? They actually don't. We <laughs> keep it all under the Dewberry. It works well for now. You can find all the information there. And our website super great and super helpful. All the menus and time changes and all the things are are located there so our team does
0: a good job of keeping that updated Mm -hmm. yeah you guys have really good social it's very yes
2: all right well thank thank you so much thank you so much for having me i love meeting you girls and ready for part three but to all the listeners we cannot wait to welcome you all to our beloved charleston and look forward to sharing additional information if you have any questions just shoot me a dm and i'm happy to send more recommendations
0: And that is a wrap. Thank you so much again, Jamie, for coming on and thank y'all for listening to another episode. If you enjoyed Charleston and want more of Charleston, stay tuned because we'll be having another Charleston episode in 2021.
1: And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to this podcast. This Saturday, we're coming out with a second episode for the week. Yes, the season of giving keeps on giving. No one asked, but we are keeping on giving. Um, we will be getting the local lowdown in savannah georgia from nikki from simply nikki b blog we're very excited to go back to our roots because these were our very first interviews um hope you guys have a fantastic holiday and we'll see you saturday bye